For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the pregame with Matt and Jax. This is pregame. I'm Matt. I'm Jax. And we are back after, I, I guess, what, two weeks off? Did we take two weeks off on accident? Yeah, kind of. It just kind of happened. It's, it's been a minute. I mean, sports doesn't stop, but, you know, the, the, the pregame clearly does because we were... Uh, we were celebrating things. It yeah. was the holidays. It was a new year. And things happened. Yeah, people take breaks, right? Right. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe we should have just had evergreen content where we were like, all right, well, Bama's going to win this one by 17. <laughs> just not saying who they're playing. <laughs> right. just, just have like a big it, it could have been anyone. Anyways, this might be like our busiest week to date. Yeah, it really is. I mean, we have less football to cover after this week, but we'll start covering the NBA more, which, to be right. fair, the NBA is kind of boring right now, so it needs like another week to, to get the wheels to, greased. To kind of unfold, yes. Yeah. And we'll have the uh, college football championship coverage, tons of college game, uh, college basketball games, and oh yeah, the NFL playoffs are kind of a thing right now. A huge thing. And we'll also cover the NFL coaching vacancies Yes, that may or may not have been filled by, by now, which... Uh, as of right now, the ones that we're covering have it. Anyways, this week's matchups that we have to look forward to, starting with the National Football Championship game on Monday. Number one, Bama is taking on number three, Ohio State. I'm going to go ahead and say this first before anything else. I hate both of these teams and kind of wish we could just cancel the game. But but really, you know, if OSU puts up points on a tougher defense, this game is going to be interesting. But I don't think they will. Yeah, I don't know if anyone can stop Alabama right now. I know you might say that that could be biased by me being a Bama fan. But also the fact that it's really true (laughs) because teams just haven't been able to stop them. And if you need to see any more proof of that, look at the uh, replay of Najee Harris uh, jumping over the the hurdling that guy for Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean, he uh, he started uh, at the 10-yard line and then ended in, you know, 80 yards, 90 yards down the field after he uh, he leaped that guy. Or the fact that Devontae Smith also, also just won the Heisman and all the Heisman finalists are on the Alabama offense. Yeah. <laughs> Not, not a homer at all there. No, not at all. But but seriously, uh, no, it should be an interesting matchup. Can Ohio State uh, match up with them? Uh, can they keep up with their offensive abilities? Because they put a pretty good display on against Clemson. Yeah, they did. All right, uh, shifting gears a little bit. Number four, Texas taking on number 14, West Virginia. Might as well go ahead and uh, say that we're talking about college basketball here. Mm-hmm. That might help. Uh, it should be a good college basketball ma- uh, matchup. Two really solid coaches, but I think... Shaka and the Longhorns have just a little bit more talent, and Bob Huggins might want to bring you know an extra stool to sit in because he may toss the first one. Yes, that's that's correct. I I, I mean uh, you know we're not making our picks yet in this one, but Texas very balanced team, and they're showing just how good they are against some of the teams that they've played, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, moving on to the NFL. 
Uh, there are two games that the point spread was pretty close, so I, I just took those two playoffs games, and it was well, like there, there's a lot of great games this yeah. weekend, yeah. and there are a lot of flushers too. So yeah, I mean, <laughs> sure, that, that are going to be good. Yeah, can't dispute that. Yeah, especially Tampa Bay, but we'll get of course that we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, Rams versus Seahawks. Go ahead and start off uh, with this one. This is John's the homer for this one too. <laughs> he's over here popping his fingers. He's ready to talk about. It, but I'm going to start first, saying uh, I have no idea how this game's going to play out. My guess is it's going to be close. I think. Uh, it's all on the Seahawks if they can put up points on the Rams' defense. The Rams are good for a solid 24 points a game, but they also don't let teams score more than 20. Right. Uh, so it depends if they can stop Russell Wilson. Uh, then the Rams have to uh, go on to the next round and then see how that would go for them. It also depends on who's going to start a quarterback for the Rams, too, as Jared Goff could be back, but that's not saying that he will be. Uh, John Wolford played phenomenal in that closer where they had to win to get into the playoffs. And uh, I mean, he threw a pick on his first throw, but after that, he was fantastic. It was, and uh, he was the first quarterback in history, just fun fact, to uh, throw for over 200 yards and rush for 50 in their first NFL start ever. All right, Homer. <laughs> just take off your. Just a, just a fun fact just, there. Just take hey, off your Homer. Glasses. It's true. NFL history. Yeah. All right, Ravens versus Titans. This is going to be uh, a great game, really, because similar to the other game, this one will go down to defense. Can the Titans stop Lamar Jackson, who's been awesome for like the past six weeks? Mm-hmm. Or will Henry run over everyone right. and Peyton Tannehill uh, throw for 400 yards? Yeah, I don't know. This, this one's going to be a battle. And it's going to be a battle in the trenches, but there's going to be a lot of speed, too, with uh, you know Derrick Henry trying to do his thing. And don't forget about Ryan Tannehill, who has looked at times like Peyton Tannehill. And we'll, we'll see if they can kind of contain him and make them a one-dimensional team. And for the Ravens, I mean, this uh, you know is that offense going to be able to show up? Is Lamar Jackson going to be able to run over them? Like, so I, I don't know. Uh, he's not going to run over them. He's going to run around them. Around them, them yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what he does. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more later on whenever we do the, the betting odds and pick But, man, uh, I would just give you a preview on this. I wouldn't bet on this one. No, uh, absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah, I would stay away from the Ravens-Titans game. All right, and on to our next segment, new coach who dis. <laughs> Man, we, we should have made some theme music for that, because that's actually a really good segue. Yeah, so uh, there's really not any uh, head coach's names, mostly uh, because some of the names are playing in the playoffs right, right. now, so no one's uh, gone ahead and been like, all right, well, you're my guy. Anyways, right. uh, the Chargers... Which is surprising to me that they made a coaching change. I didn't see this one coming. Uh, CBS Sports suggested Urban Meyer, Brian DeBull. Is that it? DeBull? Yeah, Brian DeBull. And uh, Jason Garrett. Well, I don't think they'll get the first one. They should avoid the last one. So, welcome to L.A., Brian. Well, yeah. Uh, you know what? I I don't know. I I think this could actually be a fit for Urban Meyer. I I think it, he he could work with a young guy like Justin Herbert, and I, and that is a relatively young offense that they have outside of the veteran Keenan Allen. So I mean, you know, that's what he's used to. I don't know. I I think if there is a fit for him, I think it would be that. All right. What about the Jets? They're looking at uh, Eric Bieniemy. Am I saying that right? Yes. Uh, also, Matt. Eberfluss and Arthur Smith. Uh, this is interesting. Who do the Jets want to be? Are they wanting to be like the nerdy girl moving to a new school? You know, be who you want to be, or do they want to rack up a bunch of points? They would go with the enemy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But then, you know, if they don't want to allow points, Eberfluss, Arthur Smith is the, you know good option if they had a good running back. 
I think their their defense is easier to fix than their offense. So I'm going to say that they should go after Eric Bieniemy, and he's arguably the smartest offensive coordinator out there right now. All right, what about the Texans? Uh, Brian uh, DeBull, Jim Caldwell, and Joe Brady. Uh, Brian DeBull is a Bama guy, so I think he'd fit in well with uh, mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson. Sure. Jim, Jim Caldwell is going to be fired in two years, and uh, it doesn't matter where he goes. <laughs> and Joe Brady isn't a great option. He didn't do a ton with Carolina. Right. The sample size saying. I mean, he might be a great motivator, might be a great coach, but at this point, with the way that Carolina played on offense this year, if, I, I wouldn't want to go with him. You know, this is a good situation for anybody that they're walking into as the Texans. I mean, they were in pretty much every one of their games this, this year, despite their record being 4-12, and what it is. Career numbers that Deshaun Watson put up this year. I mean, it's a great situation. And if you're going to hire someone, I think it's a great situation for Brian DeBull to walk into. All right, take a look at the Jags. Urban Meyer again. Uh, Robert Saleh, is that mm-hmm. Okay. And... Uh, Eric Bieniemy, and uh, let's see. Most people think that this is actually where Urban's going to go. Usually, stuff like this is it usually comes true for giant rumors like this. And mm-hmm. with the option of getting Trevor Lawrence in, that's a pretty good deal for I, him. I think because of the fact that they're the youngest team in the NFL, and he works so well with young teams, that, that that's what people are thinking. And with the young quarterback and such, Robert Saleh, though they need they need some defense. They need to be able to stop some guys because they have they're going to have a talented offense either way you look at it, with Trevor Lawrence. They got a good running back, so uh, I, I think Robert Saleh could be a good pick there. That would be my pick anyway. But also, you have to remember the Khan family has more money than literally anyone on the that planet. That is true, and probably more connections too. Yeah, uh, Lions are looking at uh, Robert Saleh too, Eric uh, Bieniemy, and Marvin Lewis for some reason. How does Marvin Lewis sneak up into this one? That's my question. Uh, Saleh has done well with the 49ers as a defensive coach, but mm-hmm. I think you need offense in uh, in Detroit to work, uh, especially with there being like a couple seasons left in mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford and. Uh, Marvin Lewis needs to go and you know work for the NFL Network. And <laughs> I'm just saying, Marvin Lewis is like Jim Caldwell, and he's going to be fired in a couple. Yeah, of years. I, I really this one's kind of a toss up to me because honestly, you could go either way, offense or defense. Uh, if I were them, I'd probably go defensively. So I mean, Slay might be somebody that you'd want to take a look at, or uh, some others. In which, by the way, I have a list of some other potentials as well. But we'll go through that in a minute. But um, yeah, it, it, I guess it really depends. You have a service. Uh, quarterback and offense, a great running rookie running back, DeAndre Swift, obviously Matthew Stafford, the quarterback. So, um, you know, it'd be a great place for for to hire either defense or offense. So, I, I really don't know. It's a kind of a toss up there. All right, then finally, the uh, Falcons are looking at Eric Bieniemy, uh, Robert Saleh, and Raheem Morris. Raheem Morris didn't do that great as the interim coach. I wouldn't say he didn't do that great. They improved a lot. They after improved, after. but I mean, they still didn't really win games. They, they didn't. I, I, they struggled. It, but it's not easy for any coach to just take over midseason and all of a sudden that you're, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Eric Bieniemy, I mean, he would do better elsewhere than there. Mm-hmm. Uh, aside from having a veteran quarterback who only has a couple of years left in him, probably, yeah. along with a veteran wide receiver who also only has a couple uh, seasons left in him. So, right. I mean, I'm not really sure on that, but Robert Saleh may keep the team from doing a collapse like they did for that like is true. the first five games. That is true. That would be the one that I would pick. The Falcons need defense, honestly. Yeah. And and that's where I think they have to make a hire is their defensive, uh, on their defensive coaching side. And offensively, I mean, they they have 
plenty of playmakers. They have Calvin Ridley, who's who's right up there. Justin Gage, uh, a lot of a lot of good uh, receivers. So I mean, they have plenty of weapons on on the offense that can that they're able to work with defensively is where their problems are. And our next new segment: How does Doug Peterson still have a job? Uh, it's like he, it's it's mind-boggling, yeah. honestly. It's like he fell apart this season, and I'm kind of blown away that he was able to manage the team, the players, the personnel so poorly this year. Right? Uh, they don't have low morale; they have no morale. Yeah, no, it's there's none right now, and uh, I I don't know. I mean, I guess his whole saving grace was just. Getting Jalen Hurts in at quarterback, but uh, you know it. They, uh, they did play better whenever they did Hurts play was better. in. They, they they played a lot better. They you know had a better chance at winning games. The offense played better, uh, but it's yeah, it really is kind of mind boggling to me how he still has a job and he still could lose it. He still could, yeah. They haven't decided to pull the trigger on it. I don't think they will because he wants. I don't Super think they Bowl will either, them. right? But and that uh, that's his other saving grace. That, yeah. You know, he's only three years away from that. So yeah, I mean, it's not a. Uh, what is it? The Auburn coach Gus, uh, is it Gus Mansell? Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. where he won a, you know, he won a national championships. So they wait at least wait like you know six or seven years before they fired him for, sure. for yep. not winning. Exactly. So, uh, Jax can't fix your fantasy football team anymore. So R. Nope, I. over. Season. I won my championship, by the way. Yeah. Just just gonna throw that out there. Yeah, no want some money. <laughs> <laughs> well, good for that. You can buy drinks next. No. Uh, yeah, we know. <laughs> and finally, let's take it. Uh, take a look at the betting odds and pickums. Starting out with college basketball, number seventeen Oregon plays Colorado tonight, which is Thursday. Uh, Colorado is favored by two. I'm going to go ahead and go with Oregon. Yeah, I'm going to go with Oregon. I was kind of shocked at the uh, points spread on this one, but yeah, I'll, I'm I'm with Oregon. Number five Iowa takes on Maryland tonight. Also, Iowa is favored by six. Going to stick with Iowa. I'll stick with Iowa too. It's tough for anyone to keep up with their offense. Number eight, Wisconsin taking on uh, Indiana, which they're going to lose, lose, lose to Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, they're, they're fa- Wisconsin's favored by eight. There's no reason to take Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's got some problems this year. I'm going to go with Wisconsin all the way. Uh, side note, Archie is probably going to lose his job this year. Yeah, very likely. He should have lost it last year, but whatever. Agreed. <laughs> it's just my, my humble opinion on that. Uh, the number one Zags playing tonight, taking on BYU. Zags are favored by 17. I'd go ahead and give them like an extra 20 points on that, really. Yeah, who's, who's going to be able to stop the Zags? The Zags are going to run up and down this one. All right, number 12, Illinois versus Northwestern. That's uh, tonight as well. Illinois is favored by 7. I'm going to go with Northwestern. I'm going to pick the upset here. I'm going to go with Northwestern in the, in, the, in the spread. I don't know that they'll win the game, but I think it's going to be closer than seven. I think it's going to come down to last possession could be. Number 23, Michigan State takes on Purdue Friday. It's the only game. No spread on that yet. Uh, there's no reason to think that Purdue is going to be anywhere nearly as good nope. as uh, Michigan State. No. Yeah, Michigan State all the way in that one. Number seven, Creighton takes on St. John's Saturday morning. Uh, Creighton all the way with them. They're they're good. It's a really good Creighton team this year. They're they're one of the top teams, absolutely. It's a good year for the Big East in general. Uh, Number 15, Rutgers taking on Ohio State. Going to go with Ohio State on this. I think they'll pull the upset off. I am going with Rutgers because of this, the Ron Harper Jr. factor. That's right. Ron Harper's son is their leading scorer, and he's going to carry him to victory. (laughs) If you say so. All right, number 21, Duke taking on Wake Forest. I was very torn on this. I was so close to going with Wake on this because Duke hasn't played in three weeks. Yeah, it's they're been... out of basketball shape, but also 
Uh, they've played just as many games as Wake Forest, so that means Wake Forest has probably been on a pause too. Right, and it's not your typical Duke top ten team this year either. They, you know, they're not as stellar as they've been in the past. But at the same time, I'm going to go with Duke. Number four, Texas taking on number fourteen, West Virginia. We talked about this. This mm-hmm. is happening on Saturday. I'm right. going with Texas. I'm going with Texas as well. I think they just got too many weapons and they're hitting their stride at the right time. They just came off a great week where they destroyed a, a top five Kansas team as well. Uh, so yeah, I'm going with Texas. They play really good defense. Number four, Tennessee taking on Texas A&M. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and say Buzz Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you noticed that on my note. But yes, Buzz I did. Williams is the new coach of Texas A&M, and mm-hmm. uh, if you watched uh, Virginia Tech. He built that team up and then bailed on them. Mm-hmm. And they're a really good team. They are, yeah, absolutely. So he he can coach. Oh, so, he can. So I wouldn't sleep on with a number nine Tennessee team that tends to Tennessee falls. I know. I know. I, I know Tennessee's iffy, you know. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I'm going with Tennessee. I, I'm, I'm liking the way they're playing right now. I mean, they don't have uh, Admiral Schofield or anything anymore, so I don't know how much I trust them. Anyways, going on to uh, Virginia, number 22 Virginia, taking on Boston College. Going to go ahead and stick with Virginia. I'll stick with Virginia as well, yeah. And uh, Tony Bennett, we trust. Yes. Uh, Number 25, FSU, taking on Pitt. I'm going to say Pitt with uh, Jeff Capel and his bag of money. (laughs) Bag of money. (laughs) I'm going to go with uh, FSU. I I like FSU's team. I I think they got a good squad, so I'm going to go with them. Number two, Baylor taking on TCU. Uh, Man, I was was back and forth on this one as well. Uh, Jamie Dixon's a really good coach. Uh, Yes. I I still think Baylor's kind of unproven. So I'm going to go with Baylor, but... If the point spread is like over eight points, I wouldn't take it. I'm a big fan of the way that Baylor plays. They're very athletic. I mean, it's just nonstop, uh, like against these guys. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with Baylor in this one because you know they're actually one of my favorite teams that I've watched all year. So yeah, number eleven, Houston taking on Tulane, and I don't know why either of these teams are ranked. But I'm going to go with Houston. Yeah, I'm going to go with Houston in this one. As well, I haven't really seen enough from Tulane to uh, uh, to really think that they can overcome Houston. So, number eighteen, Texas Tech taking on Iowa State. I'm going to go with Texas Tech on this one. Texas Tech as well. Yep. Number six, Kansas versus Oklahoma. This isn't a good Oklahoma year. It's Oklahoma, no, Texas Tech. it is not. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going to go with, Kansas. Excuse me. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, KU in this one. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're going to rebound off of what they did. Uh, you know, this past week when they came up short against uh, Texas. I mean, came up really short against them. But uh, they're going to they're going to come back and win this one. Number 19, Clemson taking on an unranked UNC on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I'm going to stick with UNC. But I don't really understand why Clemson's ranked, man. They're not that good. There are a lot of teams that are ranked this year that just is like they shouldn't be where they are. Or they should at least be lower. I mean, it's a it's a tough way to judge it, I guess, because some of the games are so spread out because of the cancellations, postponements, and such. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and take UNC in this one as well. Number thirteen, Mizzou taking on LSU, and uh, I don't think Shaqson can propel them past uh, Mizzou. So I'm gonna go ahead and go with Mizzou. Yeah, Mizzou's they, they like to play with that uh, four or five guard set sometimes, and uh, they're just a tough team to play against all around. So uh, Mizzou, yeah. And then we've got Oregon again, number seventeen, Oregon taking on Utah. No Rick Majerus, no win for uh, Utah. So I'm going with <laughs> yes. Oregon. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that assessment. I, I'll, I'm gonna go with Oregon. All right, NFL playoffs. Colts are taking on the Bills Saturday. Uh, I'm going to 
see, the Bills are favored by six and a half. I'll go with the Bills. I think it's going to be close, but I'll still go with them. You know, I like I, I got to go with the Colts against the spread, but I I think the Bills are going to win this game. But the but yeah, I I think it's going to be closer than that six and a half spread. So uh, I will take them for that. But I think it's going to be a low scoring matchup. I I think you know it's uh, Bills aren't going to be able to run up and down the field like they have been in recent weeks. All right, Rams taking on the Seahawks Saturday. Rams or Seahawks are favored by three and a half. I'm going to stick with the Seahawks. I'm going with the Rams, no matter who they start at quarterback, and I'm going to, I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why right now because <laughs> or they, who they play. Listen, they're no. Uh, first off, I've picked against the Rams a few times this year. Okay, but I'm going to tell you why I'm going with them. They're getting Cooper Cup back this week. They're getting Andrew Whitworth back at left tackle this week. They're getting Michael Brockers back at defensive tackle this week. They're getting healthy. They have everyone back. They didn't have Cam Akers two year two weeks ago when they played Seattle and lost. They have their running back and they have their backfield back now. So, uh, I'm going to go with the Rams, no matter who they start at quarterback, although I'm going to think that John Wolford starts and leads them to victory. All right, Washington takes on the Bucks Saturday. The Bucks are favored by 8.5. Stick with the Bucks. I'm going to stick with Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah this one, uh, if there is a no-doubter, well, actually, the next one. There are one, three of them. Yeah, there, there's, there's a couple of them. Yeah, yeah but uh, this would be one of, one of the ones that I'd pick for this week would be a no-doubter, uh, Tom Brady and the Bucks. See, Ravens versus Titans. Ravens were favored by three and a half. I'll go ahead and stick with the Ravens. Uh, I'm going to go with the Titans in this one. I, I just think that their offense is going to be, even for the Ravens' defense, which is very tough, I think the Titans got too much firepower. and uh, Especially if they can't stop Derrick Henry or contain him, for that matter, then they're going to have a tough time against the play action with Ryan Tannehill going over the top of that, uh, with that offense. All right, the Saints versus the Bears. This is one of the other ones. <laughs> it's a no-brainer. Yep. Saints are favored by ten. Probably went by like thirty. I'm picking Saints. I, uh, yeah. Well, I picked Saints by twenty-four. I was going to make a, make a point to be like that's my point spread. So I'm wrong if it's anything within that. <laughs> just just give it to the Bears if it's within twenty-four. And then the Steelers' first string is going to play the Browns' first string this week. <laughs> yeah, the Steelers are favored by six. I think they'll win by more than that. You know what? I don't know. I, I like. I'm going to go with the Browns. Actually, I mean, with the upsets. This was my upset of the week. No, it's not even going to be close. They could, they could barely beat the Steelers with a terrible backup quarterback. I mean, it's going to come down. Can uh, will they be able to stop that running package? You know, with with all their starters, Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt. All right, and finally, the NCAA championship game is Monday. Bama is taking on Ohio State. Bama's favored by eight. Going to stick with Bama. I'll stick with Bama too. I, and uh, you know, as impressive as impressed as I was watching Ohio State against uh, Clemson, and uh, make no mistake, that was an impressive uh, uh, job by uh, Justin Fields, just uh, playing through that injury and even just finishing out the game, but playing at the level that he did with that injury uh, against them, that was impressive. But I think Alabama's just got too much firepower, and they're going to win this one. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we, we made it back into, uh, you know, our stride. We have more content made into 2021. Uh, not looking so great on uh, the, the national standpoint, but you know what? Uh, we got sports, and uh, we also have uh, some social media handles, John. That's right. On Facebook and Twitter, at Pregame Matt Jacks, and that's Matt with one T in there. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you go ahead and give us a follow, and make sure you, you know, 
uh, follow our, our podcast wherever you get it. Spotify, through the uh, the apps that we have, the various apps, the KGAB apps or anything else, just go ahead and you know, click a little click a little follow on there and it'll let you know whenever the stuff's out. That's right. All right, catch you next week. Bye. You just listened to the pregame with Matt and Jax. Jax.